The set it and forget it myth is the big one for me. The 25-year warranty, nothing ever breaks, don't worry about it. And if it does, we're going to come out and fix it as fast as we can for free. It's just bullshit, right? Everybody knows it. It breaks. Solar stuff breaks. Market by market, the solar industry is crossing the chasm from early adopters to the early mass market. And one thing is clear. What got us here won't get us there. The days of installation crews doing their own service work are nearly non-existent. And today, customers expect more. The truth is, traditional operations and maintenance is, well, reactive. The future of solar is proactive. I'm Nico Johnson, host of Suncast, where I've interviewed hundreds of clean energy leaders in an effort to guide your career and company through this energy transformation. This is our latest educational series, and it's focused on how we can leverage the post-installation customer experience to move beyond simple O&M and find meaningful ways to delight and entice the next wave of clean energy enthusiasts through proactive engagement. So far in the series, we've taken a look at how the solar industry has arrived at what we call the early majority, with hard-fought gains selling primarily to innovators and risk-tolerant consumers. And we've also heard from industry veterans and seasoned contractors in the CNI market where the customer doesn't meet you at the kitchen table and isn't usually betting their personal savings on this newfangled technology. In episode four of the series, we'll hear from Trevor Sumner, co-founder and president of SunBadger Solar, one of the fastest-growing U.S. residential solar installers based in the Midwest, but which has a decidedly Silicon Valley air to their work. Trevor explains how to leverage technology and culture to build a fast-growth system and create a contagious environment where everybody is pushing the business forward with integrity and velocity. Whether you're experiencing the pains of a growing solar business or just starting out and want to learn from the pros, I hope you'll subscribe to the show and join in this important conversation as we explore the future of solar. The Beyond O&M series is a production of Suncast Media and is brought to you in partnership with Omnidian. So I'm Trevor Sumner. I am the president and co-founder of SunBadger Solar, and we are a regional solar contractor and developer based in the Midwest. We were founded February of 2018. We started out as a small family business. My business partner is my brother-in-law, and we have grown quickly and now have over 112 employees across four states. Very excited about that. (laughs) That's remarkable. Trevor, thank you for taking time to come onto the show and talk about what it means to go beyond O&M and your vision for the future of solar. I'd like to dig in a little bit on some of the things that you and I have chatted about offline, a little bit about the way that you see the world. Trevor, Had you been in the solar industry for a while prior to 2018? What was the genesis of your realization that, A, the solar industry is a place that I can exercise my unique gifts and abilities, and B, I think maybe I want to go do something as an entrepreneur? I worked in solar for a few years prior to founding SunBadger. I worked on the sales and marketing side, and so I was a kitchen table sales guy Mm -hmm. for about two years in the Midwest, so I cut my teeth doing the presentations right there at the kitchen table, sometimes getting the the cookies, the freshly baked cookies and coffee that the wife would set out for me. Yeah, really good vibe, right? When Mm. you're going to meet somebody and talk to them about solar energy. 
but real quickly realized with my business partner that there was an opportunity in the in the Midwest and we kind of just took advantage of some people in our network and got Sun Badger off the ground started real small and I still continued with that kitchen table presentation early on yeah. I was running around doing meetings my first son had just been born so that was a really unique time in our company history we had a really small little office and in one room he would take a nap and in the other room I would be closing deals over the phone and yeah really magical but my business partner worked on the website and you know a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and Mm -hmm. we just kind of added people and grew from there I mean to say you sort of added people and grew from there is an understatement if there was (laughs) one I'll put it into context for those who don't understand how modest and humble you're being. Sun Badger in the Midwest, not exactly like the safe haven for, you know, sort of drag and drop, plug and play, easy bake solar company, right? I would call that California or New York, maybe even now Florida or Texas, not necessarily flyover country. Yet, despite that, you've had 50% growth year over year and you've been on Solar Power World Magazine's top 500 solar contractors every year since inception. What do you owe that to? I think we owe a lot of it to the people that are on our team. Mm-hmm. I can't speak highly enough about the people that we have added. And yeah, I definitely glossed over the work it takes to onboard a hundred and some new employees over the course of four years. But I believe that each person out of that 110 or so adds value to the company and each one has a individual value, right? Something mm-hmm. special that they bring to the table, especially early on when we, when my business partners and I were intimately involved in the hiring and onboarding of, of people, you know, getting the right people in place to make this company and the vision a reality. Yeah. That was a big part of it. And then of course, just the market that we were working in it was a good spot to be. Fertile soil. Fertile soil. And mm-hmm. there was an opportunity for a company that was tech focused and had some new ideas to come in and really make a big impact. And we are reaping the benefits of that right now. Yeah. I think that, you know, when I got in the industry in 2006, a lot of folks said, look, if they can make it work in Germany, we can make it work here, right? Germany has 800 to 1100 kilowatt hours per kilowatt peak Yep. in terms of their available radiance, right? California is 1400 plus. You're in Wisconsin and I'd say Wisconsin would probably be the equivalent in our industry of like, if somebody had said in 2008, you know, by 2018, maybe there'll be a company in Wisconsin that will grow from four people to 112 and not just one, but maybe five or or 10 Mm -hmm. and they'll be acquired and and they'll they'll serve thousands of customers. You know, we would have all kind of sat back and said, yeah, one can hope. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yet you keyed in on something that I think sets some badger apart into going to use the word a fraternity, a smaller group of folks in our industry who truly do believe in the ability to think smarter and be customer centric and leverage technology, right? Back in 2006, I was sitting in Silicon Valley. Technology was the thing Google and little companies like Facebook were putting to work. Yet I've heard you say that you enjoy leveraging technology and relationships to grow business quickly and efficiently. I'd love to have you unpack that for me. Obviously, it takes relationship building to sell anything and it takes relationships as a focus to build a team to over a hundred people. How does technology factor in? Well, we can talk about the technology that was used early on in the the solar industry on the sales side. And I remember going out with Sunseekers and Mm -hmm. 20 page PDF printouts of quotes 
and you know those MREA site survey yeah. breakdowns that were six pages long and hey giving and, me flashbacks Trevor yeah and those were great right those were what the industry needed at that time because that's it, what we it was new and yeah that's what we had people had to see that feel confident in in what they were getting or buying and yep. Sun Badger saw especially in the Midwest a lot of our competition six years ago five years ago was still using those those older tools and there were newer tools out there and we knew about them and we like were what? willing to well proposal softwares right mm -hmm. aurora Sighton, now everbright mm -hmm. we were one of Sighton's very first clients uh, wow. about six years ago and that was actually a recommendation from eric peterman at grne solar yeah, so eric. kudos to thanks eric previous yeah. guest shout out but yeah, yeah put us in touch with those guys early on and we set up an account we started using that right away and just having the power to to use that tool to create designs quickly and efficiently that definitely changed mm -hmm. the game for us we come from a sales background my business partners were all in, in sales and marketing too so crm technology was huge for us mm. what crm did you use well we use pipe drive which is yeah. you know, basically just a salesforce right uh -huh. uh, they're based in new york but having that tool to take care of all of our customer data, keeping that information in a place where everybody on the team could see it, yeah. a great tool for sales. And then even on the ops side, after the deal was closed, having that yeah. access to information. It's remarkable the number of companies that still don't really have CRM nailed down. Yeah. Anytime that we are, are hiring a new person, it's the first question that we ask. What do you ask? How do you ask? It? Well, I just point blank. What CRM do you use right now? Uh, or what CRM yeah. have you used in the past? Or, and if you haven't used the CRM, you're probably not going to make the cut. Just because you got to be, you got to understand how you got to understand how that works. At least at Sun Badger, you have to. Yeah, well, that's table stakes for Sun Badger. You have to have yeah. at least a little bit of tech forward understanding, or you're going to get. What I hear you saying is, we want the the starting point to be: I understand how to use tech forward tools, mm -hmm. not I need you to teach me so that I can be complementary to your team. Absolutely. Another big thing that we leveraged right away, especially in the Midwest, was solar financing, you know, solar lending. And we started with the ensemble program through CED. I'm sure CED. a lot of people, yeah. yeah, a lot of people listening to the show remember that program. And it had some struggles there early on, but we used that and leveraged Enterbank. But then from there, branched out and Mosaic and Sunlight and Lone Pal and Good Leap. And those offerings weren't available in the Wisconsin solar market when we first started. Everybody really? was still financing deals through home Thanks. equity lines of credit or cash purchases. Yeah. And we saw that as, hey, if we can bundle this up, we can put together a design with Sighton or Aurora. Mm -hmm. We can present the loan option to a customer that's easy to pre-qualify and, and close them. Yeah. It's just going to result in more business and more efficient. And that's what we found. Trevor, one of the fun facts about you as a, just as an industry player who I've had the joy of getting to know over the last uh, little bit here, we talk a little bit about kind of what podcast you listen to. And I know that you're a true crime lover. Mm -hmm. No judgment on my part. I don't listen to true crime. Oh, please, uh, please, please judge. It is, it is all <laughs> pulp, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we all have the place that we escape to, right? Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I think it probably gives you a good perspective on is really uncovering the story or the myth even. And mm -hmm. I'd like to hear your perspective on where you see stereotypes and myths in our industry that needed busting when you started out in Sun Badger. They bust them, break them down. 
the set it and forget it myth is the big one for me. Yeah. The 25 year warranty, nothing ever breaks. Don't worry about it. And if it does, we're going to come out and fix it as fast as we can for free. It's just bullshit, right? <laughs> Everybody knows it. Yeah, he said it. It's, it breaks. Solar stuff breaks. It's incredible. You're going right? to ruin our reputation. No. At Sun Badger, we're starting to tell people the truth. We're starting to work through some mm. of these myths. And we're trying to be a new voice in the marketplace that says, look, this is a big investment. And we're not going to sit here and, and lie to you and tell you that nothing ever breaks. We've got over you know, a thousand some systems up and running. And I know for a fact that they break. I can see them. Yeah. I can see it mm -hmm. happening in real time. Okay. And I feel like it buys us a lot of integrity when we go in and, and we're competing against two other firms and the two other firms are still on that set it and forget it mentality. Oh, nothing right. ever breaks. Don't worry about it. And then here, Sun Badger comes. We've been in the marketplace for a while now and we tell customers, no, things do go wrong. And that's understandable. Things break even on the most expensive automobiles that you purchase. Here is how we are going to fix it. This is how we are being proactive about those scenarios. Not just don't worry about it. Here's what happens when it does break, or if there is an issue, these are the steps that Sun Badger is going to take, or this is the process to make things right. Love it. How has that approach been met in the marketplace? I'd love to hear the reaction or response from real homeowners when they, I would imagine on some level it's questioned or it's refreshing, but in all cases, it's likely new information if that's something mm -hmm. that you are sort of sales forward about. The response that we have has been great. People are understanding. I think that deep down, when you tell somebody that it's said it and forget it, they know that that's not true. Somewhere in there, maybe they want to believe that, but they know the reality is, is that nothing is perfect. And Again, just by coming out and saying it and telling people that we're going to be proactive about it. And it's not even a myth anymore, right? You can go on any review site for solar energy and you can find issues of things breaking, Man, right? And hmm. everywhere. Certainly right? in your backyard too. There's been a number of companies that have made promises that have not been kept. All over the place. Yeah. And hmm. right post-installation service, especially in residential solar, it's looked at by the leadership as an afterthought generally, right? Or a nuisance. And that's a reality that yeah. I think it's fair to face that nobody wants to go out and swap out a solar edge inverter for the fifth or sixth time and Ooh. just get labor reimbursement, mm -hmm. truck roll reimbursement from solar edge or, or have to go to their customers and ask for three, four or $500 for that visit to do that work. Yeah. Right. So that's just a nuisance and it's mm -hmm. a tension there. People want to focus on new customers who are excited, new installations mm -hmm. and larger revenue numbers than that service work. So I'd say that as an industry, we have been an industry in this early adopter market, this innovator market where the risk threshold is high for consumers. We've been an industry of promise makers, right? And we want to move into that early majority, lower risk threshold. Referrals are harder to come by, but they, they're more sticky. We expand to another 30% of the pie. We have to become promise keepers right? Mm -hmm. uh, it does include in that chasm that Jeffrey Moore outlines in Crossing the Chasm of Technological Development, like it, it includes this, this notion of 
of stagnation and failure. And I think that we've been experiencing that as an industry where we see technology failure. It impacts our ability to get referrals, which is more than 50% still of the lifeblood of most residential solar installers. And I think that's bearing true for C&I as well. How have you embraced the notion as a company, as a culture of fail fast? And can you give me an example of where it's borne fruit in your business? Where failing has caused us to quick change direction or learn and grow. Yeah. Like I know that it's part of the cultural fabric of Sun Badger, fail fast. It's a, and it's an, it's a Silicon Valley sort of, well, eat them. I've got a great example and it ties into our previous conversations about post-installation service. And that was the, sure. the solar edge HD wave issues that popped up about three years ago, mm-hmm. two or three years ago in the marketplace. And anyone that's in the solar industry remembers that the failure rates and the quality control, the issues there. And that just put a huge burden on Sun Badger from a post-installation support standpoint, because we were still on that set and forget it mentality. We were still going out and raise your hand, right? If you were doing free service work for your customers, because you might've sold them on that yeah. premise originally, we're going to fix everything for free. Don't worry about it. And that's not a sustainable way of going about constructing residential solar. And it's not fair to the customers because if you're telling them you're going to do something for free and that service is a nuisance to you, when are you really going to do that? You're going to grudgingly go out there and fix it for them, or it's going to fall off your radar and they're going to be disappointed. Mm. So we recognize that we need to change what we were doing about service and post-installation support. Mm. And one of the ways that we did that was we wanted to create a buffer, or we looked for an opportunity to help our customers and us at the same time. And one of those partnerships is is with Omnidian, which is a third-party service provider. Mm-hmm. And they offer remote monitoring of our customers' arrays, and they are trying to proactively monitor service issues. And yeah. I think the real value here is we used to tell our customers that Sun Badger proactively monitored their arrays, and we would catch issues ahead of time. But we generally, we did not have the bandwidth to do that. Mm. But now we can partner with a company whose focus is to actually do that, right? To keep that promise, as we were saying. Right, yeah. And to your point, it's proactive and it leverages. Again, it's back to how you, the theme is that you as an entity want to grow fast. You want to grow with a level of excellence in customer service. You want to bring technology, be technology forward, bring technology to the customer journey that allows you to keep the promise, but allows you to deliver value in an efficient way, right? Sighten financing tools from Goodleap to CED. And now that historically, what I hear you saying is historically that only extended to the signing of the contract, right? At best, it extended to like an ERP system that allowed you to manage the mayhem in the back end that your sales Mm -hmm. team was good at selling, right? And so as you, you know, this is something that every resi installer has to deal with at some point. They either have to outsource to an O&M team or they have to figure out how to build it themselves. They have to come face to face with this idea of customer service. And to your point, it has been an afterthought. And in this case, Omnidian comes in and provides monitoring and services to allow you to kind of outsource, as it were, the set it part. Yep. And for you, the installer, forget it while somebody else is proactively looking at, at the customer and, and I guess directing your team in the back end, tying into that PRP to make sure the customer's service is taken care of in, in a way that allows it to not be intrusive to their life. Yeah. Well, and they also allow for, from a process business standpoint, they allow for a buffer between our customers mm. post-install and Sun Badger. And 
-hmm. if I can be frank, right? It allows us to almost kind of separate or get some distance from the responsibility to provide post-installation service and support, right? Because SunBadger is contracting with the customer. We are providing a high quality solar installation and we're going to do a great job of it, right? That is our primary focus. And we do want to have a positive customer experience and we do want to maintain relationships. But what that buffer from Omnidian allows us to do is kind of set ourselves a little bit off to the side, give ourselves some breathing room or some leverage to maybe if a service issue does come up, we are not the ones that are going to take the flack, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. We're not going to be the first first call. Customer is going to first call Omnidian. And then the goal is that SunBadger can still provide that post-install service. We could do the physical work through that partnership if we Mm -hmm. wanted to, but we could also pass on it. And Omnidian would find somebody else to do it. And so we're there. We're not necessarily just leaving our customers out to dry. We're just saying we are not in a position to give you the best experience in this post-installation regard. So now we have another party or a partner here that we can rely on for post-installation support. And that also our customers can rely on as well, right? So their experience right. is, is still positive and they're satisfied still with SunBadger too. Right. And SunBadger is not good at service work. Not really. I mean, yeah. and it's not our focus. And it would be, we'd be doing them a disservice to try to make that a priority. So Yeah. What do you consider most important when building a customer service department or customer service focus? They definitely want a couple of people who are good on the phone, I would say. The ones on the other end of the line when the customer first calls in. And that's yeah. and that really comes from the culture of the company too. If you get the right people and they're excited about their role, they're mm-hmm. going to be able to handle those difficult conversations. And the people in our service department, they're getting the customers normally at their worst. Their system is broken. Maybe their inverter has been down and it's the middle of July, right? And they're furious. And so they're taking them right at the height of their tension or their anxiety around the issue. And then they're bringing them back down and then working them through the process that we have currently so that they can get that resolved for them. So I think that that's huge. And then also, of course, just having the right programs and tools to manage that flow of information and those incoming service requests and making sure that they're not just landing in a project manager's inbox and then getting buried for on top of 20 or 30 other new customer communications. And that is a reality that's happening right now at, mm. at solar businesses across the United States. Inbox is filled with service requests and project managers focused on building projects and not 100%. post-installation support. So, 100%. Trevor, I'd love to know just generally in your life, because I know that you're a very observant person of the ways that other businesses operate. Can you describe a time where you received exceptional customer service? What made it exceptional? I remember going out once on a golfing event and I am not a a very prolific golfer, not very good mm-hmm. at it, but I do enjoy it every once in a while. I like getting out there and I love exercise. So I'll generally try to get a caddy and I caddied growing up and I, I did my part. I carried the bag. I four caddied, made sure I watched my golfers drives didn't get lost in the rough. And that's a tough job when you're my caddy. And I remember going out with this young guy and he, the nicest guy, I was playing not very well, you know, but he was giving me these small words of encouragement or in situations where I did 
have a decent shot, you know, he was right there with me. It was almost like he was enthusiastic. Like he was excited to be on the course with me. And I think that that is pretty much the gold standard for customer service, right? When, when a company or an individual can share the enthusiasm and excitement that a customer has. And at that point I was Mm -hmm. that customer, right? And he was my caddy. And I was excited to be out on the course and I was having a good time. It was a nice day, but I was mm-hmm. getting more excited because he was enjoying himself providing me that service. How did he respond when you had the inevitable foray into out of bounds or into a bunker or into a water hazard? I mean, in, in real, you know, in real general statements like, oh, well, we'll, we'll get the next one. Or at least it didn't go in the pond. You know, it might be in the rough. I mean, right. just always these kind of like, right. look on the sunny side of life. Yeah. And I just thought that that was great. Yeah. So the cheerful disposition, but also being along with you on the journey. And I think that's one of the things that is really critical for customer service and a customer service representative, as well as a provider generally, that's going to take over a customer relationship. They have, they're along for the ride and they have to be able to empathize with yeah. where that customer is. And one of the things that the really good companies are starting to do is, as you said earlier in our conversation, proactively think about where the customer is in the journey and that the journey does not stop at PTO, permission to operate. It doesn't stop when the meters start spinning backwards if, if they still do that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop when they get their first bill that, where the, the savings are, are real and they can see them. And the ability to, go, to stay alongside that customer for their 20-year journey is an era of our industry that is only just now really being explored in terms of how we service that customer. Yeah. I think just sharing that excitement and being, mm-hmm. being as enthusiastic as your customer, just walking alongside of them in that journey. And that is, yeah. that is what we try to do at Sun Badger. We've got some cool customer facing things that we do on the front end and the back end to encourage yeah. that type of enthusiasm. Let's explore that because one of the things that I've heard from you is you you were involved in defining the mission and culture based on feedback from current and past employees and customers. Talk a bit about the importance of culture in the company and creating that unique customer experience and ways that you do that. Yeah. Well, given that most of the people at SunBadger are very tech forward, a lot of our culture revolves around technology. And so we have mm-hmm. we use Slack as a company communication platform. And you know that is a great tool to just get people to collaborate and on, mm-hmm. on the sales side, it's priceless. We can upload quotes that we've gotten from our customers, competitor quotes. Some of my sales leaders will add advice on there and we'll talk about ways of competing against that particular quote. And they'll actually close the deal together, which is great. Mm-hmm. It also provides a, a great way to train new employees, right? Because if you've got 50 employees on Slack and you've got one that's new, that new person asks a question, they've got 49 vets that can answer mm-hmm. it. And, yeah. you know, it takes a huge burden off the of management. And then, of course, you can blow off steam on Slack. You can post GIFs and memes. We've got the occasional happy hour photos where everybody photobombs, yeah. you know, the cocktail they're drinking at five or six o'clock in the afternoon. Perfect. And uh, so a really cool way of creating culture with technology. Yeah. On the customer side, one of the things that we recognized right away was just the ambiguity after you sign a contract, what the next steps are. And that was always a lot of heavy lifting. You get a new customer, your project manager reaches out or sends an email. Hi, I'm Trevor. I'm your project manager. 
here's the next list of things you do, A, B, C. Well, I mean, if you got 15 or 20 customers, new customers a week, that's a lot of emails. And so a real smart person on the Sun Badger team decided to create a Get Lit onboarding session. And we like to say Get Lit on Sun Badger Solar. That's one of our taglines. But it's an onboarding session. And the idea is, is that new customers from the previous week, they attend this virtual onboarding. And on that onboarding, they get all of those same questions that you would have answered in that initial phone call or that initial manual email. They get them all answered right there. We've got a great slideshow presentation. We do them live. So we've got a Q&A session for customers that have been recently onboarded. We talk about what the next steps are, what the timelines are. If there are things that we are missing that you need to provide us when you signed a contract, we need your utility bill, we need insurance declarations. And it just, it gets the customers, it gives them clarity. And it also, the fact that they see all of these new customers, it makes them feel like they're part of a big group of people doing something new instead of just an individual getting a phone call from a project manager. Those are two really big things that we use at our company to to do culture-based work. One other thing that you do is actually emblazoned across the vehicle and the and the company card and your chest right now it's this idea of the badger i'd love i'd love to know what does the badger embody for you that made it so important as the mascot and the name of the company yeah well i went to school at uw madison and there so that yep and you know we knew that we would have a midwest focus so from a brand recognition it seemed like a good good fit right midwest focus the badger but if you think about badger the badgers as animals some of their characteristics would be they're resilient. It's cold, cold in the Midwest, right? And they've got to be able to overcome adversity and and get through struggles. And so I think that that is a a real good characteristic at Sun Badger. They're also brave. And I don't mean bravery like you're going to win a fight or jump out of an airplane skydiving. Bravery at Sun Badger is the willingness to try something new and take a gamble right? And Mm. step out and be brave and try that new piece of technology or try that new process or maybe try a new market, make a little jaunt over here and see what's happening if there's any sort of opportunity there. And, you know, we are big on that. Yeah. And a willingness, it sounds like, to be wrong. How Mm -hmm. How do you foster the willingness to be wrong or the ability to overcome that failure within the culture? Well, we try... Yeah, we we try to use every wrong step as a learning opportunity. And so that provides us with, well, that didn't work. Let's shift mm-hmm. gears. And what's really cool at Sun Badger is there are a lot of people with a ton of really good ideas. And some of them never happen. And some of them get off the ground and then crash and burn because they just weren't right or they weren't supported. And then some of them are just wildly successful. And for us, around the corner or past every failure is that one that could be wildly successful. So, I mean, we're just out there trying them. Are you going to keep trying them? Trevor, I have a really good sense now of who Sun Badger is, the kind of culture you've created and the kind of expectations that you set. But one thing remains that I'd really love for you to unpack for me. How would you describe your ideal client? Our ideal client has changed quite a bit over the last five or six years. So, We're not just selling solar to rich, educated white guys anymore. And a lot of people on this call remember, right, the exact customer profile. And you walk into their house and you present to them and you you figure it's pretty much a lock. But that's because they've got $30,000 or $40,000 to write you a check and it's no skin off their back. Right now, I would say that our clients, the biggest 
characteristic they all share would be again that enthusiasm that energy mm. and that excitement and we really try to cultivate that in everything that we do at sun badger and you can see that play out with our customers they are just jazzed what are they jazzed about what is that enthusiasm for they're excited to go solar they've either they know somebody or they've seen it up in their neighborhood mm. they are excited to partner with a company that's using these new cool pieces of technology and and these different processes we get feedback from customers all the time that have sat with three or four of our competitors and have said hey you know it seems like sun badger has just got everything lined up right and you're making me feel better than anyone else you're telling me some of these hard truths that the other companies didn't bring up or just you know sidestepped when we asked them yeah. and those are those are the customers that we're looking to work with and work for and they're not focused on the bottom dollar right they're knowing that they're in making an investment and they're willing to to invest the right amount to get what they deserve so just talking about the the evolution of the typical residential solar customer and it's, and it's not for the engineers and the IT professionals anymore it's for the car mechanics and the school teachers and they're excited and they're enthusiastic about it. They've got their neighbors going solar, their cousins, brother-in-laws. People are sharing their $0 electric bills or their electric bills that just show the meter fee. That's contagious. You know, that's exciting. <laughs> and people want to be a part of it. And it doesn't matter anymore now if you don't have thirty or $40,000 in the bank, you can get a solar loan from Sunlight or Goodleaf. And people are using those opportunities to go solar. And more people are going solar now than ever before. doesn't matter if you vote red or blue, right? You're going solar. Really exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. I have one more question for you as we wrap here. You know, I believe that finding customers is about making the right promises, as we've talked about all along. And getting referrals has everything to do with keeping those promises. It's far more than just being available, like the Maytag repairman, if ever and whenever there's an issue, as we've discussed, when their system breaks. So how do we go beyond O&M? Tell me your vision for the future of solar and how we'll attract the next 30%, that early majority who are waiting for companies like SunBadger to knock on their door. Yeah. The future of residential solar, I see as, I like to look at it like the automobile industry, right? And you've got the Ferraris and the Lamborghinis, and you've got the Mercedes and the BMWs, and then you've got the Kias and the, the Toyota Corollas right? And hmm. the industry is so mature and there are so many people buying cars that there is a place for every single one of those brands and every single one of those companies. And to me, that is the future of residential solar, right? Yeah. A high, medium, low, or businesses that are being chosen based on their geographic location or the company's culture or image or brand, or maybe the services that it provides on the back end, right? We spoke about Omnidian and post-installation service and support. That could be a differentiating factor in the marketplace as time goes on. Companies like SunBadger that are leveraging other tools like onboarding webinars, all of that is going to just lead to a better marketplace that has more options for consumers. And when there are those peers, you're going to just get more customers because you're going to hit larger demographics of people. And just really exciting. Well, Trevor, it is exciting to see that in the heartland, in the frozen tundra, companies like SunBadger are not only thriving, but scaling and servicing customers in new, creative, digital forward ways, the way that you've described today. And it truly is beyond O&M. It truly does represent 
the future of how solar will go mainstream and will continue to service customers in the way that you have described here. I, I look forward to seeing more accolades for Sun Badger yeah. and we'll have you back on Suncast at some point. Well, thank you so much. We're going to do our best to continue to make that dream into a reality. Nico, thank you. Absolutely. Congratulations on all your success. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode in this six-part series exploring the future of solar from the Promise Keepers, helping the solar industry cross the chasm and reach mass market success. Many thanks to the expert contributors sharing their insights in this series and to our partner, Omnidian, who helped make it possible. Here's a quick peek at what's coming in the next episode. So with Omnidian, I think one key piece is just transparency. Being comfortable saying no to each other is really key so that we have a good, positive overall working relationship. I hope you'll subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and check us out on the web at mysuncast.com forward slash future of solar, where you can learn more about each guest and dig into the references highlighted in today's conversation. If you're completely unfamiliar with Suncast, well, I'm honored that you've listened all the way through this episode. I've interviewed hundreds of founders, leaders, entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs in the clean energy industry over the last seven years in an effort to help you figure out exactly where you fit in the clean energy transition. If you haven't yet, I'd encourage you to give other Suncast episodes a listen. It's the most comprehensive podcast in existence documenting the rise of the solar and clean energy revolution from the voices of the leaders brave enough to stand on the front lines. Beyond O&M, the future of solar is a production of Suncast Media and is brought to you by Omnidian. They'd also love to partner with you in scaling your solar business. Find out how by visiting mysuncast.com forward slash future of solar. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle.